Well, hi there. The uh, second week of this month, September, almost in the books. Don't start your weekend yet, as Debbie says. We have a program here and several others coming up after ours. This is Take Two with Jerry and Debbie and you on EWTN Radio. Beautiful feast, the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows today. Mm -hmm. I am Jerry Usher, along with Debbie Giorgiani. Debbie. I, Our Lady of Sorrows, yes, and the Sorrowful Mysteries today, Jerry, so powerful. The Most Holy Rosary, folks, please, please, please pray the rosary with your family, with your spouse. It's so important. With friends, um, really, prayer is powerful. But today we're talking about, uh, well, we're asking you to finish the sentence. Ready? Okay, get ready. Think about it for just a minute and then call in. Don't hesitate, okay? Because Jerry said it. Don't get started with your weekend yet. Okay, finish the sentence. I am so angry about dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I am so angry about, finish the sentence, 833-288-3986. Your first thought when you hear Debbie say that is, well, we, we shouldn't get angry at all. Well, you know, the Bible talks a lot about anger. Um, St. Paul actually says, be angry, but do not sin. So that's in Ephesians 4.26. Uh, James 1.19, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. And there are many other, just tons of Bible verses about anger. We uh, we often hear it said that Jesus had the, uh, what we call righteous anger, you know, when he turned over the money changers tables in the temple. So what are you uh, maybe, what are we irritated about? If, if, you have, if, if something is welling up within you that kind of is almost bringing it to a point of being angry about something, what is that for you? I am so angry about, fill in that sentence at 833-288-3986. Okay, so I'm going to finish the sentence. You ready, Jerry? Sure. I am so angry about uh, Hollywood movies that use our Lord and Savior's name in, in casual speech, slang speech, uh, cursing and cussing. It is absolutely, I, 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 I cannot take it. It's abhorrent. It is horrible. It is, is, it, it is blasphemy. I can't take it any longer. And, and, and now it's like in every single um, Hollywood movie and also on in this in the uh, t cable um, sitcoms and just and now now media people are using it. I mean, you know, the, the I can't take it. I'm so angry about it. How about you, Jerry? Well, I would say I've given this a lot of thought and rather than kind of boiling it down to one particular thing, I'm going to use more like a category. And I am so angry about um, just all of the things that are going on in the world today, especially that are, uh, you know, taking advantage of our youth, our young people. You know, I'm talking about the transgender ideology, the human trafficking. So many immoral things are just being allowed to just flourish around our country and around the world with, with really almost no resistance right now. And so I would just say, you know, I'm so angry about that happening. And I, I really, uh, it, is a, it is a temptation to want to get, you know, sort of that, uh, that have the anger lead to some kind of a sin, but I try and stop short of that. But mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's what I would say right now is, is I'm just so angry about the, uh, the attacks, the assaults on morality in our mm -hmm. culture today. Mm 
Okay, how about you? We we did our part, dear listeners of the Take Two family. Now we want you to finish the sentence. I am so angry about dot, dot, dot. Finish the sentence. There's room for you. Matt Kabinsky's waiting to answer your call at 833-288-3986. And if you prefer to just post a comment on YouTube or Facebook, Jerry and I are waving to you. Hi, guys. You got your chats going. That is great. You can leave your comments there. And Jeff Burson, our social media expert, and he is an expert. He's been with EWTN like sort of from the beginning almost. Uh, Amazing. Jeff is amazing. He will pick them all up, gather them up. We'll slip them into the conversation today. Um, Ace McKay is at the controls and uh, Jerry, he is an excellent producer. I might say. Well, the show team, we always like to give them props, and well, we should. And there are other people who fill in on this show, and the regulars, Ace, Jeff, and Matt, are not available. So it takes a lot of people to put this show on the air. And so we are grateful for all of the wonderful efforts that go into that. And thank you, affiliates, for carrying the program. It, it is your show, Take-Two Family. It really, really is. And today, we're just simply asking you a very uh, you know, basic question. I am so angry about what? If there's something that really has gotten under your skin, you you know, and you just really feel like, you know, it's just uh, something that, you know, kind of gets your emotions boiling, your blood boiling, as they say. 833-288-EWTN, 833-288-3986. Okay, so you got me going on this. So I'm going back to the movies or to TV shows or to just even, you know, watching the cable news. And we, I think we as Christians need to start saying that it is offensive language when they start, um, you know, being very disrespectful to uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I think it's horrible that we allow it as Christians. I know we tend to be very passive, Jerry, but Mm -hmm. I think it's time we say enough. It's very offensive. And our children hear it. And that, that just bothers me. I just have to tell you that really bothers me because, you know, when kids see something on TV, they can't erase it or when they hear it um, as well. And especially if it's used in casual speech, like it's no big deal. The sacredness is gone, right? Yeah. No, young people are like sponges and they just feel like, you know, if a grown up is doing it, it must be okay. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the way that we're wired when we're very, very young like that. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that, definitely. The uh, misuse of the Lord's name, taking that in vain. Um, you know, it's just, and you see it not only in, in the media, but also just in everyday conversation. You, know, you go to the gym, you go to the grocery store, you never know when you're going to hear somebody using God's name like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it really is a, a problem it, that we have. It is a problem. And yeah. I think it's time we maybe just, you know, voice our... Our concern about this and, and, and state that it is, it is, it is truly offensive. It, it hits our spirit and, and it really hurts us. It wounds us, right? Mm-hmm. So finish the sentence, uh, take two family. Come on, you guys. There's a few open phone lines. You know you want to jump on one of those lines and finish the sentence. I'm so angry about dot, dot, dot. That means you got to finish the sentence. Yeah, and you got a call because it is your show. Debbie and I have shared some of the things that kind of get us to that point of anger in our own emotions. What about you? 833-288-3986. Again, the Bible talks a lot about anger. It doesn't say we shouldn't get angry. Well, it says we should be slow to anger. But it's, it's not a sin to experience anger. What we can do is we can allow that to lead us into sin, and we don't want that to happen. But you are angry about what today in your life, in your sphere of influence in your world and in the culture that you live in. 833-288-3986.
We're asking you to finish this sentence today. I'm so angry about what? What are you so angry about? Tell us. 833-288-3986. Have I told you lately how much I love Fridays, Jerry? I love Fridays. <laughs> I just love them. Okay, before we go to the phones, um, and Elizabeth will be first from Florida. Hold on, Elizabeth. A Catholic News Agency and... Uh, emails. You can rely on CNA to cover the mission and activities of the Catholic Church, including social, political, moral, and cultural issues from a perspective of faith. For the latest Catholic news, visit catholicnewsagency.com. It's an online service from EWTN News, and you can get a time uh, you can get timely news updates directly to your email inbox. Jerry, you know how I love this. Mm-hmm. Visit ewtn.com and click on subscribe. Those emails come in at 3.30, 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. I love it. I get all the news very early as soon as I wake up, and EWTN has us covered. Mm, absolutely. Who would like that last open phone line there right now? 833-288-3986. Asking you to finish the sentence, I am so angry about... Dot, dot, dot. You need to take it from there and let us know mm-hmm. what's uh, what's gotten your blood boiling a little bit here. We're going to talk to Elizabeth, as Debbie said, in St. Petersburg, Florida, listening on the EWTN app. Hi, Elizabeth. Hi. Welcome. Um, so, go ahead. I ride the bus all the time in this county, and I get to meet a lot of people, and I've even been curious, sort of a evangelizing Asking them, hmm, when did you start smoking? When did you, do you like being a smoker? And sometimes they do. And other people say, hey, it's my last vice. I, I, I don't do any more drugs. This is the only thing I do. Oh, okay, so you're doing pretty good. But the other day, pouring rain, and it's happened before, I go to the bus shelter and somebody's got a cigarette lit up. And I just kept on going to the next shelter. Hmm. I was not happy. Mm. I was uh, need to go to confession, not happy. Oh, need to go to confession, not happy. Well, yeah, yeah, that's understandable, Elizabeth. Um, You know, people are uh, free to smoke if they want, but, you know, I I would just agree with you. I mean, anyone who does smoke, I mean, people who are more courteous smokers, they they would tend to stand a little bit away. You said it was pouring down rain, so... There again, maybe maybe that's the time to just refrain and, uh, you know, wait until you get somewhere else and have the opportunity mm-hmm. to light up. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Debbie? Um, well, I, I have a question for you, Elizabeth, real quickly. Are you an ex-smoker by any chance? No, not at all. Okay. Because typically um, those that are ex-smokers, they really do not like to be around um, the smokers or secondhand smoke. And it's really, it's really re- very interesting. And so I was just curious about that. Um, but you know, it, it, it's, um, yeah, it's one of those habits that I think that, you know, some people can tolerate, some people can ignore and some people, it really does, it does bother them for many reasons that there's, you know, there's health concerns about it. They don't like, they don't want to be breathing the secondhand smoke and all sorts of things. I know it bothered my dad, my late father, he, uh, he was so irritated by people smoking around him. He, he, it really bothered him as well. Any final comments, Elizabeth? No, just another group of people to pray for. You know, like when I become their friends and I talk to them, it's all with the, you know, curiosity of how, 
perhaps maybe you want to quit smoking someday. Pray for mm. them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, well, we want to pray for everyone to live the healthiest possible life that they can. And so, Elizabeth, thank you. Thanks for being first up here on this program. I'm so angry about what? What what gets you a little bit angry, a little bit worked up? 833-288-3986. Over to Cleveland. Tony is listening on The Rock today. Hi, Tony. Hi. Good morning for you guys. Welcome. Yeah. Um, what I'm calling about, uh, what I'm angry about, is that the uh, pro-abortion, pro-death people are using our Lord's image in one of their commercials. Uh, I'm in Ohio, and put uh, abortion into our Constitution uh, Mm -hmm. for anyone at any age at any time. Uh, And one of the video commercials or TV commercials theoretically shows a man praying on his knees, and in the background behind him is the Divine Mercy image. Mm-hmm. I just think that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I completely agree with you, and I and I saw that um, uh, yesterday, Tony. Uh, one of the one of the uh, stations, one of the affiliates, sent it to me, um, and I was very grateful to, because they they uh, are trying to keep us aware of what's happening um, in your state um, with the initiative and the the vote and everything coming up. But Tony, you know, I just want to say this because I do the, I, I co-host uh, the, ra- the radio show, The Spirit World with religious demonologist Adam Bly. And it comes up quite often. It's a live call-in show. It comes up um, uh, very often about this idea that when there is a, when there's something that is not of God, they will, uh, people will use a holy images and backgrounds and and language, Tony, and language, because that is the way the the um, demons get in there, and they get in get into our 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 headspace, right, and make it seem like it is okay or God is okay with this, and so it's a tactic that the 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 uh, demons use and um it's it, it it is absolutely i mean it is so offensive absolutely tony we we agree with you jerry have you seen the image i have not seen that one but i know in california the state i just moved out of um governor gavin newsom catholic educated quote unquote um he had a, a political ad where a billboard that said need an abortion California is ready to help. And then it says, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. Mark 12, 31. It is simply diabolical and abominable that uh, scripture verses are now being used to, to, to fool people. And what does it say about people? If people actually are gullible, gullible enough to, you know, to say, oh, this must be okay because there's a Bible verse. But see, Tony, people like you, you've got your eyes open and you, you have this, this I, I would call it a very legitimate righteous anger over what you're seeing, Tony. The bishops are trying to help in the sense that they've composed the prayer for Ohio that uh, parishes are praying before or after Mass, mm-hmm. as well as today we're starting a 54-day mm-hmm. Rosary Novena between now and the election. Right. Oh, good. Right. Good. I know you're. I know everyone's trying to get the word out and to raise awareness and to get support, Tony. And we we're praying. We are praying. Okay. You can count on us for the prayers. Thank you. All right. God Thank bless you, Tony. you. God bless you. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Wow. Well, and you know, you make a you make a really good point. You 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 were talking about in, in your state that you just um, moved from California. Now you're in Florida. You know, I I find it to be very um, sad when we have leaders, political leaders, who who 
are card-carrying Catholics, and yet they do things and um, sign bills and do sort and and promote things that are so anti-Christian and anti-Catholic. My heart hurts for their souls. It really does because I don't think they realize what what is going to what they're accountable for. Do you? Mm. What? How no. do you feel about that? Well. Um, yeah, I mean the, the sin and immorality ultimately it it blinds us. You know, we we get blinded. Our our will gets darkened. Our, I mean, our intellect gets darkened. Our will gets weakened. Mm-hmm. And the further you go down that road, um, it becomes harder and harder. I think to make your way back, if you will. That's true. And we become just so hardened, and so to the point where, like I said, with Governor Newsom's campaign, he thinks by putting a Bible verse on a a, a billboard promoting abortion for his political campaign. He thinks that's okay, um, and and it's just it's so far from uh, being okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of people that are hurting. Uh, a lot. Of, we need a lot of prayers. Uh, let's hear what D has to say. And D is in Austin, Texas, on the EWTN app. Hello, D. Welcome to Take Two. Good morning. God bless you guys. I love what you guys do every day. Oh, thank Um, you. Quick comment, though. This isn't what I was calling for, but listening to what you're talking about. I can't help but thinking of the 60 million uh, humans that have been killed through abortion since all this started. If if that didn't happen, I can't help but thinking, gosh, we would have our jobs filled. We would have a different economy right now because everywhere I go, they're looking for employees. They don't have Mm. enough people to hire. But anyway, Mm. um, I'm calling because... I am blind, I am Catholic, and I love the Catholic Church, and um, there's a field called accessibility. It deals with digital information and making information accessible. There's nearly a million people with visual impairment, for example, in the country, and uh, they use assistive technology. Lots of people with disabilities other than visual impairment use assistive technology, and the thing that gets me burned up or, or, or started um, in terms of feeling angry is the number of Catholic apps websites and materials that I'm not able to access because the developers haven't thought about the accessibility guidelines, which are out there. Mm-hmm. We've had them since the early 90s. And so I would like to see more proactive um, development on the apps and on Catholic websites. I continue to encounter things that I'm not able to access with my assistive technology. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. it does make sense, but so you're you are prevented from accessing the Catholic sites that you want to and need to because all these other sites are are so easily and readily available. They're developed, assuming that people use a mouse or people can see okay. or people don't have disabilities, but they're not developed in such a way. Um, which actually, under Title Three and Two of ADA, lots and lots of companies right now are updating for years because this has been in place for years. But what I encounter is, you know, for example, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's a very popular, I would have to say out of the top four popular Catholic apps right now, I can't access them Mm. with my screen reader. It Mm. does not work for me. And so I'll, you know, I'm listening to people talk about how great this app is. It really enhances their spirituality. And it's like, wow, that's great. I would love to be able to participate, but I can't. can't. Um, There are several, for example, um, websites if you're going to sign up for things or purchase things or participate in Bible studies. And, And from where I come from, it's an easy fix because, for example, anything you provide in print, you've got 
the Xavier Society for the Blind, they're happy to convert things in Braille. But if you're not a Braille reader, why not put stuff on Audible so that anyone with a print disability, not just visual impairment, can access an audio version of the book. For example, there's a, a book that was released two months ago I really, really wanted to read. I was watching a show on EWTN that I love, and I'm like, oh, I need that book. And I tried every way to get a hold of it. I, I, I wrote the author, I wrote the, the company, the publisher, um, to try to, to say, hey, is this somehow in an accessible format that I could read? And I always wonder, why don't people just put it on Audible? Because mm-hmm. it's a win-win situation. They get paid for it, and I get access to it. So everyone, it's a win-win situation. Um, I am working with a wonderful group right now. They made the materials available to me in PDF. But my issue is, is why not expect people with disabilities to show up? Not not when they show up, or not if they show up, but expect them to show up. Like when they show up, we have these materials available. So I heard of a diocese in New Jersey, for example, who's very proactive. They have prayers that they give parishioners. They also have a bunch of prayers already written up in Braille, ready for when they see someone who is blind. And so it's that kind of concept. And I would just like to see the Church move in a more proactive way in this way, especially with the upcoming uh, bishops group. Um, They're going to be rewriting their letter on persons with disabilities, you know. And to me, it it feels like as long as people with disabilities are seen as charity, people know how to relate to them. But when people with disabilities want to participate fully, all of a sudden that's a paradigm people aren't used to. And it's like, you know, it's time. It's time we jump into this. It's time that we understand, you know, for example, I have higher education. Um, I've had over 20 years of work experience. And so I also want to be participating in things like everybody else in terms of the Catholic arena. So I hope that makes sense. Oh, it makes perfect sense, Dean. You've really brought this to my uh, attention, you know, really for the first time as well. I have to say, I'm, I'm probably guilty of having not really thought about this, but just as you were saying the word proactive, I was typing that as a note for myself. You know, it, it sh- it's something that, the, you know, Catholic you know, and Christian sites, we have to be proactive, not reactive. And uh, I, I just love your, your spirit, Dee, and, and what, all the things you've accomplished and the things that you still have ahead of you. You know, you are taking something mm-hmm. that could be, a, you know, is, is a disadvantage in some ways, but you are really turning that into something that is, you know, really, I think, it f- it fueled you to really want to learn more and be more, be the best version of yourself. So I think it's, mm-hmm. it's beautiful. Your, I think her call is beautiful, Debbie. What do oh, you- I agree. And I, it sounds like we're lagging behind in this area. Mm-hmm. And it's just so surprising to me, uh, Dee, because when you look at just in the world we live in with technology and how advanced everything is, I mean, what are people up to the iPhone, you know, 2050, you know, I mean, it's, it's crazy how fast things are going by way of technology and the church really should be keeping up with that, especially for, for all of the, the, the faithful. So this is, this is news to me as well. And so I appreciate the call. In fact, thank you so very much for calling in D final comments. If I, If I could make one final comment, barriers for people with disabilities fall into three areas, attitudinal, environmental, and procedural. And there's a concept called universal design, where let's think of the design that meets everybody, folks without disabilities, folks with disabilities, so on and so forth. So, you know, and and, and let's not assume that we understand what That's a right. person is able to do. Right. So, for right. example, I was on a retreat, and we had to walk down a gravel pathway, and they insisted that I couldn't walk it, that I had to get into the golf cart. Even though I said, no, I'm able to walk it, 
they would not listen to me. Now, let me tell you, prior to this, I climbed the third highest pyramid in the world. Wow. Well, D, forgive us, D, you hear that music there. That means we have an immovable break here, so... We have to let our local affiliates pass along some information to their listeners. But Dee, as Debbie said, a great call. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for gracing the program today. And may God bless you. 833-288-3986. I'm really angry about what? Well, how do you feel about anger? Do you experience that in your life? I think we probably all do at some point. What we do with it, though, is really the important thing. St. Paul says in, in the Bible, be angry, but don't let it lead us into sin. And so I think as we look around in our own lives, our families, our communities, our relationships, our state, country, world, there are things that could legitimately make us angry. And is there something that sets you off that way, or maybe it's under your skin? 833 288 3986. We are going back to your calls. We also have social media that we're going to get to in just a few minutes. But our friends in Ohio need to hear from you next week. St. Gabriel Radio in Central and Southern Ohio is airing their fall pledge drive next Wednesday through Friday. So if you're listening in Columbus, Portsmouth, or Chillicot, or anywhere, please support your EWTN Catholic radio station. It is so important that we keep the stations that are on the air going strong and thriving, not just surviving. Mm-hmm. Okay, my wonderful husband always says, when you get angry, don't react. You want to respond. He always says that. He says, Debbie, don't react, respond. I'm still mm-hmm. practicing that, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear what uh, Sue has to say in Angola, India. Oh, India. Did I just say that? Indiana. Please uh, forgive me. An Annunciation Radio. Hi, Sue. It's Friday. What can I say? Welcome. Good morning, or is it afternoon? I guess it's yeah. afternoon, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Right. Uh, yes, I happen to have the radio on. Uh, we get such good reception, but only on our car radio. So I was on my way back from church, and there you were. Nice. And so I wanted to speak. You both had mentioned the words passive and proactive in this last half hour, and um, that... The passive is something I've never been. My husband can vouch for that. And I remember a story from like 30 years ago. Uh, Again, this is in uh, reflecting on what you had talked about, about using the Lord's name in vain, Debbie. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were at a party, just a great group of people, mind you. But a couple of guys were using the Lord's name in vain. And it wasn't until, like, days later, my my good friend, the hostess of the party, said to me, she said, do you realize that every time so-and-so-and-so-and-so used the Lord's name in vain, because she's a real good Christian, too, that you were saying, you just spontaneously was saying in a a soft way, but I was saying, um, praise the name of Jesus, or, Mm -hmm. you know, Praise the name of Jesus. This is what, and I'm 76 years old, so I got to say, at least for the last, again, 30 years, I bet that I've always said that and spoken up, not passively, but proactively in movie theaters or whatever. Right. Praise the name of Jesus if we hear, if we hear uh, such things on mm-hmm. TV or whatever, it just comes out automatically. And wow. so when you brought about, brought up the movies, especially, 
it sounded like you didn't get to see the sound of freedom, Debbie. I did. I, I saw it twice. You did? I did. Okay, mm-hmm. great, because mm-hmm. that was a movie that there certainly was no cursing right. in it. Right. And, mm-hmm. As well, I want the audience, your audience, to hear, because it's still on, the movie The Hill. The Hill mm-hmm. is a true story. And Baseball. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's more scripture in this movie than any movie I've seen in ages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a beautiful true story. Um, well, so well I, Sue, I would Sue, you'll be proud of me. Um, I took my husband on date night to see that movie, The Hill, and we loved it. We cried. We laughed. We we just thought it was so inspirational, so encouraging. It was amazing. True story. You're right. And we love, we, my husband and I love true stories. We, we absolutely love um, going to docudramas or, you know, things that are based on real life circumstances when they stay as close to real life as possible. And I'm right with you, Sue. And there's a lot of really wonderful, rich stories that, that Hollywood and other media outlets can capitalize on. They don't need to go to the trash talking, just really blasphemous kinds of behavior. And, and Sue, I'll tell you, as you were speaking, let me tell you what really get, gets me angry. When we have um, uh, actors and actresses that are Catholic and actually um, promote Catholicism, and that is beautiful, and yet they participate in these movies that are just, they're filled with this dirty language. What do you think about that, Sue? Well, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. I am waiting for the day when more Catholics will realize um, where the conservative values lie. And we hear about it. EWTN isn't shy. The radio and or Catholic radio, they're not shy. But sometimes we attend organizations, Mm -hmm. uh, meetings, and they just just fail to speak up. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm so tempted to say what, what I'm referring to. But it's a very religious organization that I belonged to for four years. And they just, it's just like they sweep it under the rug. They're not willing to speak up mm-hmm. about the trans issues and the trafficking or any mm-hmm. of it. You know, the drag queens that are reading in public, public uh, libraries to children. Mm-hmm. It's just so sad. So this goes back to the question, you know, what am I mad about? Well, I just <laughs> want him to speak up and to be brave. And on this day that we are celebrating, not celebrating is probably the wrong way, but honoring Our Lady and her sorrows, mm-hmm. um, I just I just want to rejoice that at least uh, some of us are blessed with, with this truth in our hearts and the Holy Spirit speaking up because it's Him, it's him making us brave. <laughs> and thank yeah. you for all your work there on Catholic Radio. It's a blessing to tune into you and find you. Well, thank you, Sue. Before you go, I I just I loved what Debbie said and what you've been saying, Sue. I would just simply add, you're you're giving us a good reminder today that we must, as Catholic Christians or Christians of a non-Catholic tradition, perhaps, we have no excuse for not speaking up, for not being a little bit more proactive and bold in our faith. Mm -hmm. I remember it was at Mass, you know, a recent Sunday, I believe, you know, the the reading from Ezekiel, you know, where it says, if you see your brother sinning and you do not not say anything to him about it, he will die, but so will you, you know? So uh, Jesus makes it very clear 
or the Bible does, I should say, and Jesus, of course, would as well, you know, that we have an obligation to, you know, try and assist others in seeing the error in their ways. And we all have those errors in our ways and mm-hmm. those uh, planks in our own eyes that we need to pull out, you know, before we help other people too. So, Sue, thank you for that uh, beautiful reminder about the responsibilities that we have as Christians. Thank you, Sue, from the great state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to move forward to Mike, and Mike is in Wisconsin, Jerry, and Mike mm-hmm. is on Sirius XM 130. Hello, here. Mike. Hello, how you doing? We are doing well, Hi. sir. How are you? I'm doing really good, really good. But what I'm really, really angry about uh, is that America has killed over 60 million babies since Roe v. Wade first And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm on, the, on the road, I'm stopped, yeah. but uh, I get, I'm getting directions. Uh, yeah, how many, how many uh, Sister Teresas have we killed? How many, how many uh, President Lincolns have we killed? We haven't even given these babies a chance to take their first breath before we snuff out their lives. And it, it, it makes me, it makes me so, so angry that, that we have fallen so down into the, into the depths of the darkness, you know, in America. And, you know, it, it really upsets me. Mm-hmm. Well, we can hear that, Mike, and that's a beautiful um, thing to pick up in your voice uh, as you're sharing this with us. You know, there are no excuses today, you know, with, with the ultrasound and science and technology, uh, having the ability, the capabilities of pointing out exactly what is going on inside a pregnant woman's body. It is not just this uh, nebulous blob of tissue or something. It's, 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 we can tell, we know what it is now, and still people are just adamantly in favor of that. And you mentioned 60 million babies. That's just uh, the, the rough number uh, through direct abortion, but when you take into account, you know, artificial contraception, which does not prevent conception, it prevents implantation of the fertilized egg, it could be in the hundreds of millions right now. So um, I, I think you're, you're, you're okay being angry about that, Mike. Debbie, what do you think? Well, and I'm also angry about the fact that women and um, and uh, men that are bringing these women to these places to obtain an abortion, they're not given the truth, Mike. They're not, uh, they're, they cannot hear uh, the heartbeat or see an ultrasound or a sonogram or any of that. So when you prevent people from fully, um, you know, seeing and hearing the truth, and then they are led into um, a, a very sinful act, because of somebody else saying, well, this is going to make your life better, or, you know, you don't have the pressure, or, you know, this will free you up from a situation, or this is so-called health care, again, another twisted way of using language. Um, Mike, those people are, you know, I feel uh, my heart breaks for them, because they're going to have to stand in front of God someday, and they're going to have to answer for that. They're going to have to answer for why they, what, they kept the truth from people. I think it's time we we expose things and everybody gets the truth, the real raw truth, and uh, we get solid uh, formation and catechesis, and then maybe you'll start to see things change, Mike. But until then, I think you've got a lot of people that either are ignorant of certain things, don't understand things, um, maybe be are are easily led into things, and and that's you know that's a sad place that we're at in this world, Mike. Yes, it is. And my wife, I've been married 
for uh, almost 47 years now. And she has, has friends that, you know, from, from years back that have had abortions. And she says that the scar that is left by that act on their hearts is so tremendous. They, they actually think about it every day yeah. of mm-hmm. what they actually did. And it's, it's, it, it's enough to make you cry. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Very sad. Very, very sad, tragic situation. And, and, and it's sad that people are promoting this as, as some kind of health care. It's not health care. And that's, the, that's another lie. And that, so we know when the lies are coming at us, where are they coming from, Mike? They're not coming from God. The lies are coming from the demons. So here we go. It's 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 in plain view out there in the world. The demons are are running running free, and 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 grabbing as many souls as possible. We have to wake up before it's too late. I I feel it strongly. How do you feel about it, Mike? I I I think that the devil. This is the devil's world. He is here, and he is stronger than ever. And uh, we have to fight every day. Even the pre- the priests have to fight every day uh, because the devils are after them too. And it's you know, mm-hmm. I I don't know where to go except for Jesus because Jesus is the only way that we can that we can accomplish. Right. You know, yeah, it's our Jesus is our only hope, and the world is starving. The world is literally dying to hear that message. And we are wired. We're, we're wired to know and to love God, our Creator. It's just that sin gets into our lives and uh, distorts, like I said earlier in the show, darkens our intellect and weakens our will. And, you know, we, sh- we can never stand in judgment uh, of anybody who's, who's gone down a wrong path, but pray for them and certainly try to uh, do whatever means we can to lead them to the truth and, and to the Lord. So, Mike, thank you for sharing that with us here on the program today. Really appreciate your contribution. Mm-hmm. But Jerry, you make a good point. We have to have compassion and empathy for those that have made some life decisions that now they're, they, they are haunted by them, right? Because some people, they got misinformation, they were pressured, mm-hmm. there was a lot of fear, there, there was a lot of shame. I mean, we have to walk with people, absolutely, but we walk with people so that they can be free in the truth, the truth of Jesus, not not just say, oh, it's okay, you know, you did that, it happened, okay, well, you know, we understand, we understand your circumstances. You don't give a pass, you you let people get elevated out of that, and they they should rise to their to their their best selves. When you say, Jerry, the best the best version of themselves in God's eyes. I would say absolutely, and I think one of the uh, the groups of people in the world who I just feel the most sorry for is women who have been pressured into having an abortion. You know, mm-hmm. they would they wouldn't have wanted it, they didn't want it, but right. uh, you know, maybe a doctor, maybe uh, family members, maybe a spouse, maybe a boyfriend, maybe their girlfriends. I don't know. And then, like Mike was saying, you know, this this uh, the, the scar of that the the wound you know remains with uh, there's a lot of healing available things like Rachel's vineyard and mm-hmm. the church is always there Jesus is always there to hold out his mercy of course in confession as well so yeah we have to be 
we have to be empathetic and mm-hmm. compassionate to those who have made unfortunate decisions and, like you said, lead them to a better place to be the best, best versions of themselves, which is really what we all should be striving for anyway. Absolutely. That's the, that's the call to holiness. And it, ha- it can happen today. We, it, right now, we can make that decision to, to, to be a, in a better place spiritually. Um, okay. So, Jerry, um, did you want me to share the next? Uh, uh, you may, sure. Okay. Promotional spot. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, I thought maybe you wanted to, since it's the show that I co-host. But I'll, I'll go ahead and and share. So the Spirit World Saturday morning, eleven Eastern time, and Sunday night, seven Eastern time, on EWTN Radio. And um, Adam Bly and I are the uh, the co-hosts of the Spirit World. And the Spirit World offers a Catholic perspective on issues related to angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And this week we discuss the supernatural and the preternatural. And so tune in. It's uh, well, this Saturday, um, we have an amazing show on confession. And mm. it's a new content uh, pre recorded show. And we're very uh, excited about it because um, we we understand that when we do shows on confession, people really um, are in, are inspired to go to confession. And that's a good thing. Good. Excellent. Wonderful program, The Spirit World, folks. Catch it here on EWTN Radio. All right. I'm so angry about what? That's our question for you today. Vicki is prepared with an answer listening on Alexa in Delaware, a first-time caller. Hi, Vicki. Hi. Thank you for, for oh, taking me. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, I am so inspired by everybody um, talking and, and sharing because um, it's, it's really good for me to be open to receive what's what what is going on out there my concern is that um i'm going to use the word complacency mm-hmm. that uh, here we are discussing all of the uh, contention and the evil and the anger that that we have and um what am i going to do about that and um i really had to think and i thought you know, I have attended, well, let's just take one since abortion is, oh, mm, that's a big evil topic. Um, I, I took that and I thought, what can I do about it? I do check politically how these people vote. And I do, um, I do attend rosary prayers for the abortion. And I do, um, and I realize that um, God is love. And if God is love, how can I align myself with that and practice um, what is what could help me in these huge political in this huge political arena of evil that's being projected in many cases in in several cases I should. so I can um, I think through my alignment through my prayer through me investigating, finding out how these people are voting, and of course voting, and um, attending um, services and prayer sessions, I I am a cradle Catholic, that are going to help me align myself with love, and that's God's love, and constantly get out there and and support those, and support what what is helping. So thank you for allowing me to share that. 
Absolutely. Thank you for calling. Thank you for being a first time caller. We hope you call us again. Um, I, I agree with you. We have to do our research. We have to know what we're voting for, what we are, um, you know, aligning ourselves with. Um, we really need to understand better what's going on in the world. You know, get in the game, folks. We got to get off the sidelines. We got, we got to quit being spectators and observers and get in the game. And I understand no one wants to get canceled. No one wants to get erased. Um, the fear is there, but we have to muster up that strength and ask your guardian angel to help you be stronger and to speak when, when, the, when you have that opportunity. I mean, we don't have to go out there on the street corners and scream and yell and do everything, but you know, if we have that opportunity, we can gently insert it into the conversation to get people to think a little bit differently. What do you say about that, Jer? Well, yeah, I've, I've mentioned this before on the show. In my devotional reading and my prayer time, I use In Conversation with God. It's a seven-volume uh, right. set uh, by um, uh, Father, his name is Father, I can't remember the name of the priest who, who did it, but he's, I think he's Opus Dei, and he quotes the founder of Opus Dei all the time, St. Mm-hmm. Jose Maria Escrivá. And St. Jose Maria is always pointing out, you know, start in our own sphere of influence, that's right. You know, in our home, in our family, and, and go out from there because there are going to be people in our lives who don't see things quite the way that we do or quite the way that God does. And so, but he's always insisting that we have to be that influence. We cannot sit around and do nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, complacency is a huge thing. Um, the pastor here where I am at, uh, at the Basilica, Basilica of St. Paul in Daytona Beach uh, uses the phrase parachute in. He says a lot of people just parachute in for Mass on Sunday and then just zip, they're gone, and they, they feel like, you know, uh, they've, they've done their part. Well, yeah, that is part of it. You know, we can check that box that we have attended Mass, hopefully reverently and devoutly. But we have to also be Catholic. The Eucharist should make us, you know, reach out for the, you know, to the poor, the, the unborn, Definitely be involved in making sure that other people know who God is and what his plan is for their lives. Did you know Blessed Carlo Acutis, um, 15 years old is when he... um his, when he died, um, when he was 12 and 13 and 14, Jerry, he took every opportunity to uh, speak up and defend our Lord and Savior, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, and the, and the gospel message. Every single person he met, even didn't ma- it didn't matter if he was in a, a conversation with all adults that were 20 and 30 years older than him, if he saw something or heard something that was against our Lord, he said something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um- and now look at him. <laughs> he could soon be listed mm-hmm. among the canonized saints. He is blessed right now, so that's, that's certainly right. uh, on, on the way to canonization. Yeah, but he was 13 years old, so we should be able to do it. Well, people watching on YouTube and Facebook, we have a number of YouTube comments here, including mm-hmm. one from Adam. This is interesting. Adam says, I am so angry about the constant, constant judgment of Pope Francis from certain wings of the church without actually reading the Pope's words or listening to him. So mm-hmm. uh, the Pope has a, a defender there a fan in Adam on watching on YouTube. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for weighing in. And then I just lost the screen here. It it just popped back up. Michael P says, I'm so angry about the lack of respect of life from the first moment of conception to the moment of um, natural death. Uh, You know what, Michael? Oh, he struck a nerve there. Yes. um, There is such a lack of respect for life in general. We see it. If you just turn on the news, folks, um, you'll see what's going on in the subways in New York City and other places. It's disgusting. 
I, I, I could just imagine that the, that the good Lord is just, is just rolling his eyes and just saying, what are you doing? You have no respect for seniors and people that have disabilities and people that are, you know, homeless and all sorts of things. It's terrible, the disrespect of human life. It is. Ethan also watching on YouTube, the video stream there. Ethan says, I am angry. Hold on a minute. Somebody's <laughs> got out of my is view your screen, for a second. I know the screen is jumping all over the place yeah. today. Mm -hmm. uh, it says, I am angry when I fail and fall into sin. Also, I am angry when people take advantage of others who are weaker than them. That's, that's um, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Ethan, I would say, you know, definitely we should, all, we should all be a little upset, maybe a lot upset about people taking advantage of those who are weaker than them. I would just uh, give you a word of encouragement about, you know, being angry at yourself when you fail and you fall into to sin i just i have a very simple thing that i say it's like we sin god forgives you know it's what sin is what we do forgive is what god does not giving ourselves a pass we shouldn't just say oh well i'm going to sin anyway we should fight against it but the fact is we're frail we're human we have that concupiscence that tendency or inclination towards sin ethan so um saint francis of sales would say you know be be, be gentle with everyone and start with yourself mm -hmm. that's what saint francis de sales mm -hmm. would say so Michael M. says, I'm most angry about people who want to change children's gender and the drag queen story hour. Oh, yes, Michael. Timoteo says, I get angry about fellow Catholics um, categorizing each other. We're, we're either Catholic or we're not. Um, wow. Good comments, you guys. And I also yeah. did an exercise on um, my Facebook page. Um, I asked people about, ask, uh, give, me, give me an example of um, evil in plain sight. And there's been over like 80 comments. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, really cool. Make a Jer note of that. We need to do that on the show. That's what I was getting mm -hmm. information for, for the spirit world yeah. and for Take Two. But Jerry, Monday is Teresa Rodriguez on the Rosary Team Ministry. Great conversation we had with Teresa. Yeah, it'll be a pre-recorded broadcast. We like to bring you original shows on days when we are not going to be live. So that is coming up on Monday. Learn about the rosary teams, huh? We're going to let you think about that and ponder that over the weekend, what that might be. It could be something you want to start in your area. That's coming up on Monday's show. So. That's right. We want to thank the show team again, Matt and Jeff and Ace. You guys are amazing. And to the Take-Two family. Okay, now you can get going with your weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday when we're back live. St. Joseph, please pray for us.